0: Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to To My
1: Mom. I never listen.
0: Welcome to Nothing But Net. I'm Debbie Antonelli and I am pleased to be joined by the head coach of LaSalle, Mountain McGilvery. Coach, did I say that right?
1: Yeah, you got it, yeah.
0: Listen, I mean, Mountain, come on now, man. That That's a unique name. Where's that come from?
1: Well, you know, my, I, I, my young parents, uh, my dad was 20, my mom was 19. It was 1973, and they just wanted something a little bit different. I think if I was a girl, I would have been Sunshine.
0: <laughs> well, I know you sprinkle a lot of sunshine on your players because you guys are playing really well right now. Uh, um, your fifth year at LaSalle, you were picking the top part of the A-10. Things are going, seem to be going well. How do you think it's going?
1: Well, it, you know, we're not so well right now, obviously, you know, three, three in a row. And we have uh, really struggled to put the ball in the basket, but um, you know, a, a overall state of the program, we like where we are. Um, you know, we, we rattled off five in a row. Uh, we were sitting in third place, but this conference is tight. You, you can't afford a couple of losses and expect to stay where you are. So now we're, we're down in an eighth and, uh, Reeling a little bit and trying to find our way back on uh, uh, on a little hot streak.
0: I am uh, excited about the eight tens opportunity for multiple bids because when I watch your teams play, there's not a lot of separation really. So, as you know, when you get into this time of year, what do you think are the things that do separate teams when we get into late February?
1: You know, it, it, it's it, it's the teams that can then. Get through the dog days of February and stay together and, and uh, you know, stay connected because it's, you know, it really is a challenge. It's a time where, uh, um, you know, class is back in session, the season's gone long, the bodies are sore and, and you got to find your way through it. And I think you know we're on the short side of that right now. But I, what I've really liked in uh, even in these last three games, our team's really competing. Um, the bench is really alive, and you know my experience as a coach, when the ball's not going in the basket, it's really hard to have juice and excitement from your bench and from the players on the court because you know it's frustrating. But they're they've managed to really stay engaged, and I think that's gonna. Pay dividends down the stretch. Got to stay hopeful and optimistic of that for sure. Uh, You know, the shooting woes uh, will not last forever.
0: You know, I'm a big believer in if you're putting in the work and you're taking shots at game speed, and those are shots that you know that you can get in your system, then you can never lose your confidence in college athletics because we don't have enough games to lose your confidence. And you spend way too much time working on your craft to go into a little bit of a slump. When that does happen and your team is struggling and you start evaluating kind of shots you're getting and who's taking them and um, are they taking shots that they should be taking? Where do you come out on the other end of that?
1: You know, uh, we, we, we've uh, had access to this, uh, this um, analytics report called Shot Quality. It's been really interesting to watch. And, um, you know, we've taken really good shots. Um, for our team, Our best shooters are getting the shots. They're getting open shots. Um, but when, you know, in a stretch like we've gone in, when the shots aren't falling, it feels like they're all bad shots right because they're not going in so you know even listening to the announcers in the game the other night well you know they got to find a way to get some two point shots but it, we're getting open looks the shots we've been taking most of the season that have paid dividends for us mm-hmm. um and we're not doing any better percentage wise on our o- open two point looks it's just uh it's a, it's a lull right now and we got to just stick with it we're still getting the kids who Uh, statistically made the most shots, they're still getting the most shots. It's not like all of a sudden we're taking bad shots from players who aren't good shooters. Um, And yeah, well, you know, just got to stay at it. The team, the one thing that my teams know they have a green light with me Um, and uh, hopefully that's going to get them back on track.
0: Well, that's the thing, right? You, you've given them the green light because they've earned it. It's not because Mm -hmm. they just get it. Um, And then, you know, what we're talking about shot quality, that's a, from a team perspective. From an individual perspective, because, you know, I, I love talking about shooting. You know, I love well, offense. So yeah. <laughs> uh, when I look at a player and I go, are they technically shooting it right? And do they have muscle memory? And do they have the ability to self-correct? Because if they have those things, then then that's where you can't, you just can't lose your confidence. You just got to keep shooting, right? That Keep that yeah. green light yeah. alive.
1: You know, I think what we're we are experiencing a little bit um, you know, a few nagging injuries um, that I think are messing up mechanics just a little bit with some of our, you know, key players. And uh, you, they, you got you got to autocorrect, right? You, your knees bother, and you got to bend a little deeper. Your elbows bother, and you, you got to make sure you you get underneath the ball. Like, um, you know, I didn't have most of my playing experience didn't come from from basketball. Uh, I played collegiate baseball, and but you know, you jam. I was a catcher. You jam your thumb, you know, catching a ball when you're at the plate hitting. You know, it just doesn't feel as good. And you got to figure it out. You got to adjust. And and that's kind of where we are right now. Um, it, it, like I said, February gets long, but uh, I'm excited because the team is staying together and they're really battling and competing on the defensive end. Um,
0: so, so, as a baseball analogy, which I love to use on the air, is. You have to be really good, your battery up the middle has to be good, right, so you know your five player, your point guard, your point guard's one of the best assist turnover ratios in the nation when you sitting back there as a catcher like and you're watching the whole field um wh- how does that translate to how you see ten players on the floor when you're watching film
1: yeah um that's a good question. I you know I think it's it it you got to be able to you know as a, as a coach, you know, assistant through head coach, you got to be able to process a lot of information, and you got to do it quickly and be as accurate as you can and um you know I think we you know we've tried to do that and I think sometimes uh you know emotions get in the way, you know, you you feel like you got a bad call here and there, then you're not processing um, it as well as you should and then you go back and look at the film and 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 they got the calls right and you just need to keep your mind clear. <laughs> And so um, it's, it's all, it's all part of it. And, and you, you know, you mentioned Molly, you know, she is, you know, seeing the floor for us and, and making things happen. Um, and it's, a, it's remarkable that her assisted turnover ratio has stayed at the top because she hasn't been able to find a lot of assists the last three games because there <laughs> has been a lot of baskets. Um, but uh, you know, and you know, the, obviously our center and Kayla Sproul, you know, she's, was a preseason first-team all-conference pick, and and she's been really, uh, you know, stout for us all year. Her numbers have been a little down um, before the shooting slope as a team. They've been a little down because teams have been keying on her, um, so she hasn't had the same volume that she's had in the past, but that's been okay because they're keying on her. Other people are getting easy looks as well. Um, you know, but she's, uh, you know, she's one that's been struck stru- suffering from some nagging injuries her shot has flattened out a little bit mm-hmm. but she got two to fall last night so we're hoping we're starting to come out of it before we
0: continue talking about the rest of your team coach mountain uh i i want to know your story about this transition from baseball to basketball there's got huh. to be something there because i hear you're quite the character so i know you got something good you're holding back on
1: no i i just was really i was really uh you know, it's, it's God's plan, right? So I had at a at a grade school, I had a chance to go to West Catholic or Archbishop Carroll, right? I thought more of my friends were going to Carroll than West, so I went to Carroll. Well, turns out Archbishop Carroll was a girls' basketball national powerhouse, right? So I get there, um, I try out for the basketball team, freshman year, I get cut from the team, and um My uh, the AD of my grade school was the JV girls coach. He sees me at the 7 Eleven and is like, Uh, how's the basketball going? Like, I didn't make it. He's like, Oh, you didn't make it. He said, Well, you want to come help out with the girls' team? You want to be the manager, film the games, practice player? I said, I'm in. And so I I did that and you know, won the Catholic championship in baseball while I was there. But I mean, honestly, being part of that girls' basketball team was probably the most important thing I did during high school. I loved every minute of it. Linus McGinty, who was the coach then, who's longtime coach at our rival O'Hara. After that, he um, really encouraged me to, you know, to say what I was saying and and help the kids out. And I realized right away that I, I could. I could see why kids were making and not making shots the mechanics really came easy to me i actually became a, a decent basketball player through pickup games and and everything else later because i i began to go to camps i began to work at camps and i just began to understand the game at a whole different level and uh i became an assistant coach there when linus left and barry kirsch took over and i was there for 15 years and so we had a lot of success and uh, the rest is kind of history. But um if I go to West Catholic, I'm not a college basketball coach today. I mean, it's just that – who knows? That's crazy. How it happened. That,
0: that is so cool. That is such that is such a great, interesting behind-the-scenes look at how you uh, approach the game, how you see the game. I bet you got a pretty good scout team working with your women's team every day, don't you?
1: They're awesome. Our, Our scout team <laughs> is fantastic. Uh, love the guys that come in. And actually – you know, I got you know a six six kid and a six three kid who are super athletic. It it actually is really hard sometimes because they're like standing in the middle of the lane and we have a wide open shot and they jump out and block the shot. I'm like, that's not happening in our games. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know that story I share with you is kind of the the other interesting tidbit is that my associate head coach uh, on our staff, Chris Day. Um, was a year behind me at the same school he managed with me for three of those years and went on to coach um, high school and AAU and into college after that as well. His, he played, he went and played college football. Um, but. Uh, yeah. I love it.
0: I love it. Okay. So um, incidentally, I'm here at Notre Dame. I was over at the grotto this morning and I lit a candle. Uh, I've got a Notre Dame game tonight. So you were talking about all those schools. I just thought we would throw that at you um here's uh what I want to ask you I've got this idea I don't know if it'll ever play, but I want to throw it by you because I think you might have an interesting take on it. I think we should have a national scout team tournament at the women's final four like when when we get to you know as I'm traveling around the country, most scout teams play a game against the other team in the gym the night before certainly on the men's side they do it all the time all across the ACC because i know the nc state scout team guys on the men's side were 7 and 0 in the acc and they were bragging about it like you know they were all fired up about it it's such a big thing what do you think about having a national scout team slash manager basketball tournament with a bracket and everything
1: <laughs> i love the idea i think one the one thing you were saying like with the men's on the men's side those guys are all on the men's team so they can travel and be with them whereas our our scout squad can't travel with us and they couldn't play the scout squad from another team the night before a game because they can't go on the road with us but um they're such an integral part of the team like they're there every day they right. they they you know do the other team scout prep they defend us the way the other team's going to defend us and then they're just there to help us get individually better with our one-on-one skills and they're such a big part of what we do to have them have some opportunity to play together and do something it would be kind of neat.
0: I think it'd be kind of cool. I'm going to keep you in mind for that if it ever takes off. If I get a little bit higher level um, uh, idea about how we would go about doing that, I'm going to include you on the committee. So you're, you're in, just so you know. Um, okay, good. tell me about, tell me, Mountain, about these three sisters that you have on your team. Like, this is really unique. Nobody has that, right? Three sisters. I mean, there's been two. You've got twins and
1: another. Um, it's pretty yeah. cool. I, I you know, I'm, you know, one, you know, two of them came together. So um, there's no, uh, there's no big story there. And I think part of the reason that they both came is because we were in a situation where we could take two players who were very similar, and you know, in size and athleticism and what they did, and played the same position. And it was late in the recruiting process, and we just needed to get better. And they came in and made an immediate impact. But you know, I, I'm really proud of the fact that you know, uh, the younger sister has now come. When we were at Quinnipiac, we had, you know, younger siblings come and be part of our program. And to me, I think it's important because it says the players who are there are enjoying their experience and they're sharing it with their family, like, hey, we want you to be in this too. And so, um, you know, it's something that I try to, you know, pride myself on is that we're going to take care of our players, when they get here, we're going to look after them. We're going to be there for them, not just when they're doing well on the court, but all the time. And, you know, parents see that and they trust us and allow their kids to come play for us. That's a
0: ultimate compliment, right? I mean, it just yeah. feels like it's the meaning that you're validating everything you're doing. It's right that the family wants to continue to send their other kids there because they know their kids are going to get a great education on and off the floor. Uh, in the classroom and everything that comes with your program at LaSalle. Before I let you go, this is a podcast, nothing but net, but we also sometimes post the video aspect of it. I want to know what that collection behind you is, because there's a lot of different photos in your background. So just kind of give us a quick, like what you got back there.
1: Okay. So uh, right there is um, Halloween. Um, Right around Halloween, the Phillies were in the World Series I believe this was 2009 and um, took my daughter Kiara in her homemade um, Philly fanatic <laughs> costume uh, to the game with me and my wife. And when we were going in the door, the Philly staff grabbed us immediately and said, you know, we want her to dance oh. on top of the dugout with the fanatic at the seventh inning. So that, that is priceless.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Basically it's a, uh this is a family photo years years older this is a collage of just us at phillies games in general and this is me and my cousin that i grew up with with uh um i think it's my first born there at a, at maybe her first phillies game so
0: phillies uh, all the way
1: yes e- well, e- right now we're in eagles mode so let's go birds.
0: <laughs> oh yeah okay so <laughs> what about the super bowl come on man what do you got
1: well I, listen i e- eagles uh Eagles by two touchdowns is, is what, I'm, what I'm feeling. Um, you know, Andy Reid and, and Patrick Mahomes is going to be a, a, a tough opponent, but I don't think we have a whole lot of weaknesses uh, on that bird squad. So
0: I think it's going to be special team, something big, some big play. Whoever makes the most big plays is probably going to win this one. It's going to be really fun to watch. I hope I'm going to get to watch it. I might be traveling or watch. I'm probably going to be out of game. I don't You know, Super Bowl is this weekend, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm yep. in basketball mode 365 all okay, the
1: time, we can man. We play at two o'clock on Super Bowl Sunday at and home. Then, and then, what is
0: your plan for the Super Bowl? What are you going to do? Where are you going to watch? What are you going to eat? All that stuff.
1: Yeah, my, my my daughter's driving home from college. So, the 10 of us will be here. My uncle's family's coming over. Uh, my my uh, one side of the grandparents are coming. So, it'll be a full house. Uh, we'll have some. Uh, Um, some self-serve tacos, burritos uh, for people to have and be dialed in for that game.
0: Well, I know you'll be wearing your green and white for that one. Fly, Eagles, fly, man. I've seen the Eagles all over the drought. Everywhere in the airport, there's people wearing their Eagle stuff. It's just great. Hey, um, I'm so glad that we got to spend this time. Thank you so much. Hey, Debbie, thanks a lot. All right, good luck the rest of the way, and we'll see you soon. All
1: right, take care. Bye-bye.